you thought we would not show up. <laughs> Sports Panorama, Friday night, Farmer's Day edition. We are live. Benjamin and Ketia here. So proudly brought to us by Betway and Good Day Energy Drink. Now, Betway say we are all big football fans, but there are some other sports that I'm personally a fan of, like tennis and basketball. Luckily, Betway Mobile and Online Sports Betting has introduced sports, casino games, bet games, and more on their platform for us to bet on. From football to roulette to esports to horse racing, now we can bet, win, and get paid instantly via mobile money or EFT to your bank. Visit betway.com.gh to play today. Betway for the love of the game. And talking about Good Day Energy Drink, proud partners, proud sponsors of the 16th edition of the Accra Senior Open Tennis Championships, which is currently ongoing at the Lawn Tennis Club Accra. Yeah, Charlie, good day doing good things. And on Betway, I'll be revealing top five picks today. Yeah, basketball things mixed with football sometimes if I'm in the mood. So stay tuned for that. But today, there's a lot on the agenda. South Africa, after all their shenanigans, an official has been sent to Senegal. We have seen this. We have discovered 70 plus errors. Man. FIFA have thrown out their case. We'll be talking Ralph Rangnick as well because he has finally received his work permit and he's held his official press conference today. There's a CAF Super League on the horizon as well. Patrice Motsepe says that forget about your worries. It is a chance for clubs to make money in Africa. Charlie, 20 million seed money from the permanent teams. Hey! Mm. We'll be discussing that too. Accra Hearts of Folk are in Algeria. They take on JS Sora in the second leg of the CAF Confed Cup. They won the first leg by two goals to nail. Victory will obviously take them to the group stage. And then Ghana's Black Princesses are also all the way in Zambia. They take on their Zambian counterparts in the World Cup qualifiers. The EPL is back. Match week 15. Live action here on 97.3 City FM. But just like we start the show all the time, the rabbi. You see, the rabbi is a special guy. He doesn't have to be here in the flesh. Flesh, spirit, semi-spirit, whatever it is, the rabbi will represent. The rabbi has received his prayers or his prayers have finally been answered. Oh, rabbi, take us away. Usher us into the presence of the divine one. You are about, eh? You are about. When 
Let's let's get into the first topic of the day, but you can join the conversation via text and WhatsApp. Hey, Numo, hmm. what are you doing? Yes. Where you? Where are you? <laughs> oh, I'm in I'm in This is the second time in three weeks you are in Kumasi. What is going on? I was just about yes. to say this. Numo, don't worry. The first time I came for a funeral. This time a colleague of mine uh-huh. is called Miss Christiana Owusu Nyama. Uh-huh. She is legalizing herself to her husband Dr. Geraldo. Uh-huh. So I'm here to give them moral support. You know, you, what did you carry in your bag? Oh, <laughs> all my concerns are there. Today I was at the engagement. So I gave Dr. Geraldo, I gave him one carton of good day. Oh, Charlie. One good day energy drink, one carton. And I added. 20 cities worth of gold <laughs> for him to go and, and, and do the do. I'll be honest with you. If you see his wife to be, Miss Christiana, for Benu, you are a Gamia Nubo, a wood, 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 Worth of gold, Michi. Yes, to do the do. Oh, Charlie. Yes, to do the one carton of good day energy drink. Oh, Charlie. You are traveling. Of all the things you can carry in your bag, this is what you saw necessary. This is the best gift you can ever give to a married couple. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you like, you can ask 
anti-Jessica of sister sister fame. Oh, all the marriage is all the thing goes on, and you are lacking in your hewale, in your energy to buy proper services, quality services to your wife. You cannot be considered a man. You mean quality you mean, services? Very quality. Oh, totally. Service to your wife. You see. When you have the song to la la to la la la, la you need to dance that thing. Then will you stop? <laughs> oh my goodness. Coach, let us begin from the doorstep of the Ghana Football Association and the South African Football Association because FIFA has come through with a big ruling today. Um, for those of you who are just joining us, uh, my name is Benjamin Inketia. You heard Fetio Tahiru. Jude Duncan is in the studio. Coach Chris Nimli, aka the rabbi, is all the way from um kumasi now just just by uh, way of information the Nidankwa and Nketia are on their way. Oh, Charlie. No, they are on TV now. No, Nketia is here. Hey, sorry. They will be here very soon. Nathan and Daniel, they are at the tennis championship. So, yeah. it's wrapping up. So, they'll soon be here. Uh, so, let's just get on with it. Like I said, those of you who are just joining us, South Africa filed a petition to FIFA after their last World Cup qualifier against Ghana in Cape Coast. They cited bribery, match manipulation, and also... Um, yes, corruption. Some corruption. So that's what uh, was going on. They, they sent the petition to FIFA. FIFA has perused that petition and has concluded that it is inadmissible according to a few of their articles over there. Um, so they have Article 9 uh, from their disciplinary code and then also Article 46 of the FIFA General Code of Conduct. So that's what's going on. It has been thrown out. They've not given specific reasons yet. So Safa, who are the South African Football Association, say that they will request for the reasons from FIFA and then they will um, know what their next line of action is. Numo, let me take your thoughts on this particular development that has arrived. The, the petition result has dropped. Remember, it is subject to an appeal, but so far, FIFA have thrown out Safa's petition. Okay, Charlie. Look, to be honest with you, I've been trying for some time now to try and get the number of uh, Danny Jordan. Is that the name of the South Yeah, hey, Charlie, South Danny South Jordan. Danny Jordan. Yeah, Danny Jordan. Because I've been trying to get in touch with him, and I've not been successful in doing that. The Sports Panorama is a program that travels beyond the shores of Ghana, all the way through you, through South Africa, North Africa. Everybody listens to this program. Oh, Charlie. The people of South Africa, if they are listening to me now, under the command of my voice, they should tell Danny Jordan that he needs to focus on relevant things, things that he can prove, things that he can justify, things that he should have control over to make or to take South African football to the next level. This battle of trying to uh, get the game to be replayed will never be a successful one. Like FIFA rightly said, they lack the evidence to justify their case. The allegation of bribery, you should prove who bribed who. You should prove who is the one bribing who. Who is the giver and the taker of the bribe? If you look at their petition, they are alleging, alleging, alleging. You cannot allege if you cannot, if you allege without any substantial evidence to prove that, look, whatever you are alleging is actually the fact of the matter. Then surely you are fighting the losing case. They talk about corruption. All corrupted who? Who is the corrupt one out there? Is it the 
the black stars of Ghana, or is it the referee, or who? They are just talking in a vacuum, like my brother Daniel said. They are behaving like matter. They are occupying space, putting good substance. Is that what <laughs> it is? <laughs> what space is that, Charlie? <laughs> you understand? They are, they are just occupying all of us without any meaningful, substantial evidence to back their case. And so you, look, we did this program some few weeks ago, and all of us on the, on the show that day, we were so very confident that nothing would come out of this. Because look, the sort of allegations they were putting forward are something that they will have to go beyond every reasonable doubt to prove yeah, that whatever they were saying yeah, were actually the truth. You go and get a South African, oh, a, a former referee, for him to sit, and look at the game, analyze the game, and come out with all sort of statistical evidence saying there were over 77 mistakes. 47 or 48 of them went against them, only 8 went. All those things happen in football. All these, these are things that will happen in football. Because football is a natural phenomenon. It is human. And what, anything that is human-based, they are bound to be errors. But the question is, all those mistakes, did they go in any way to influence the result or to determine the result of the game. Talk about the award saying that there were so many betting syndicates at the time, just before the penalty was awarded, most people bet on the match that Ghana will win. At the time, that was the only result the Black Stars was interested in. Before the game, the only result that as Ghanaians who were interested in, is to win. Lose or draw, South Africa would, be, would have qualified ahead of the Black Stars. So we played for our results. And go, go back to that game. Our goalkeeper hardly made any save. The South Africans never threatened to put the ball in the net of the Black Stars. So one would have thought that, look, Johnny Jordan, sit Hugo Bruce down. Hugo Bruce, where did you go wrong tactically? Is it that tactically you got it wrong? Or player for player, our players are just not up to the standard required to go past the Black Stars of Ghana. And for me, look, FIFA has yeah, have done the right thing. They have the right to an appeal. I'm, I'm hearing they can appeal within 10 days or so. If they like, they should go and appeal the matter. At the end of the day, the people of South Africa will blame Danny Jordan for not qualifying them to the AFCON and also not qualifying them to the Mondial in Qatar. The South the, the South African team, as it stands today, rightly said, although actually said, though, but once it is a fact, it is a fact. It is the worst I have seen in so many years. I agree with the president of the Ghana Football Association, uh, uh, Kreku, where he described their team as the worst he has seen. And this is the worst South African team I have seen in so many years. The likes of uh, the era of Neil Tobey, Max Fish, and uh, 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 those talented guys of generations who won them the AFCOM in 1996. Those era, those periods are long gone. They've struggled since to repeat that thing as a nation. They better go back to the drawing board, sit down, look at their football holistically, see whether they have the right man in charge in Google Bruce, a coach I, I, I have lots of respect for, but they, they need to go back and address the very important issues and stop wasting the, uh, our time, the, the time of the people of South Africa, FIFA, everybody involved. Because FIFA themselves 
They've got lots of things to think about. I don't think that anything will come out of this if it is the way to appeal the situation or appeal the decision from FIFA. Ghanaians should be rest assured that we will concentrate on making our black stars better and stronger for the next task ahead. The battle between the South Africa is gone and is gone for good in Kenya. Okay, coach. Okay, mm-hmm. you, you should give Danny Jordan good day and meet you go. Send him something for send, me. Coach. <laughs> send, send Danny, send Danny Jordan something nice for me. He's not thinking straight. Eh? Give him something. Yes. I will provide a contact. I will provide a contact so you can send something nice to Danny Jordan. It is very, very much needed. Let me very, let me very, let me take Jude, you are not mature enough to have this conversation. So keep quiet over there. Okay. As a, the day we do that. Look at the person who is contributing to this discussion. Oh Who is that? Is it not Jude <laughs> Let me take friends' thoughts on this matter. Friend, you you were um, in the presence of some FA officials when the breaking news came through. Um, first of all, how are they taking this piece of news in terms of the fact that Ghana have emerged from this unscathed? And um, I mean, even subject to the appeal, how, how is the GFA taking this and what's the way forward for the Ghana Football Association as far as um, this particular matter is concerned? Right. Uh, now, I'm opening the FIFA disciplinary code for you. Article 46 and Article 14. Even before we go into all of those other details. Now, you see, I was at uh, Mr. Ketokriku's uh, father's funeral. Uh, one week observation um, earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the news broke, uh, we were still at the grounds, um, and it—you wouldn't believe that we were at a funeral, to be honest, because <laughs> most of the people who matter in Ghana football were there, mm-hmm. uh, including the, of course, the bereaved the Ghana Football Association president. The general secretary was mm-hmm. there as well. There were lots of other journalists that were there and other ex-co members that were there and uh, the joy and more or less like the relief really yeah. uh, on the faces of a lot of the people there you know it, it it's if i saw tears in mr Kroku's eyes it would be hard to tell which tears they were <laughs> at that moment you know whether yeah. they were tears of joy or they were tears of pain if there is an in-between those definitely were the sort of tears he would have shared uh, at that uh, moment and rightly because this has been quite stressful mm-hmm. for, for anybody in, for every single person even yeah. journalists included yeah. you know so you can imagine how the Ghana Football Association's executives might have been feeling in all of the days leading to today I can imagine if a replay was bro <laughs> I saw a video that emerged from the Ghana versus South Africa game mm-hmm. after the final whistle. The GFA president burst into tears. And he was hugged and consoled by the Minister of Youth and Sports. Yeah. That video, if you see that video, and you're not moved to believe that some of these people actually do care about the results then you would be deceiving yourself. So it means a lot 
to a lot of people to work hard to get a result. Now, to see that being questioned and to see all of that hard work being dragged in the mud and being accused of things that you haven't done, that can be quite painful. And what South Africa have done, for me, is quite arrogant in the posture in which they have gone about this whole matter. And it says, it clearly defines something that, a perception, really, about how perhaps South Africans view the rest of us. Take us for fools. Because they've done this before. Yes. Because to be honest with you, if you look at the details of their protest to FIFA, that was where, and it is that overconfidence that probably lost this case for them. And I, said, I made this point a few days ago, a few weeks ago on Panorama, that the way they titled the protest and what they protested with was the beginning of their loss yeah. for this case. When you start a protest by claiming that there was much fixing, they protested against much fixing, uh, fixing much manipulation, corruption, mm-hmm. bribery, Intimidation. Intimidation and a whole lot. To prove every single one of these things would mean multiple characters involved. So they were not just alleging one thing. Say match fixing, for example. In that case, they're leaving out the Ghana Football Association and targeting the referee and perhaps a betting syndicate. Hmm. And maybe trying to put all of their weight behind that sort of evidence and say, we have evidence that somebody else somewhere had a stake on this match and they paid the referee to manipulate the results and make sure it goes a certain way so they can cash out. So if this is your allegation, Mm -hmm. stick with it. Try to find all the proof you can get of someone else, or the third party, getting in touch with the referee, manipulating the match with the referee, colluding with the referee Mm -hmm. to fix the game. That is one group of evidence that you can get. Now, that wasn't the only thing they alleged. So, to prove that there was match fixing, they needed to be able to prove, without uh, reasonable doubt, that someone somewhere paid the referee in the Aemaget money because they had interest in the match. Because I made this point the last time, that the only reason that South Africa versus Senegal match was ordered to be replayed was because FIFA independently established... That referee Joseph Lamte, who was in charge of that game, had taken payments from a betting syndicate in order to manipulate that match and ensure that a certain scoreline played out. For FIFA to have ordered for this match to be replayed, they needed to prove that in the IA market had done something similar. Because in the case of even Joseph Lamte, they even found evidence of banking transactions, financial transactions, mm-hmm. into his bank account. We're hearing somewhere at the beginning of the week or somewhere that some FA official had that. allegedly made yes. a trip to Senegal. See, I'm getting to that. So they needed to prove all of that. And that is what led to that desperation for them to try and link a setting FA official to travel to Senegal. Mm-hmm. And that is quite ridiculous. And I tweeted this. What is wrong with a Ghana FA official now visiting another West African country? People travel all the time. 
all the time. And this person that they are talking about, one, doesn't even work for the Ghana Football Association. Number two, he's a football agent. Football agents travel all the time. Number three, it isn't even true. Because this person had not traveled to Senegal since 2019. But in the desperation, in the desperate attempt to try and make anything stick, yeah. they came up with this. And this is why I'm very disappointed. Because Ghanaians helped them with this sort of information. Because first and foremost, mm-hmm. if South Africa were definitely looking at officials that work at the Ghana Football Association, they can find an employee list and look at every single person that works for the FA. Yeah. This person does not work for the FA. And somehow, Safa have found, in quotes, evidence to prove that this guy went to Senegal. Where did they get, 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 where did they get that information from? Who is feeding them that information? Hmm. So that wasn't even true. So then you look at all the other things that they alleged. They are also alleged bribery. So like Nimli rightly asked, who bribed who? In order to prove bribery, you need to be able to establish that someone gave money to the referee. You couldn't prove that. Then you say corruption. Then you say match manipulation. All of these things are very difficult to prove. So on the basis of evidence, South Africa did not have much. Now we're waiting for the actual ruling, which we don't have. I'm interested in what FIFA said about every single evidence that it presented. Hmm. Now, then you look at the technical part of it. Per the FIFA regulations, the FIFA disciplinary code in terms of protest, you're supposed to file your protest right to the match commissioner right after the match 24 hours you have a 24 hour time limit Mm -hmm. that cannot be extended Mm -hmm. for the sake of the smooth running of the competition the corresponding competition regulations may shorten the protest deadline accordingly not widen it not lengthen it Mm. so it can be prolonged but it can be shortened south africa after the first of all they didn't file the protest within the stipulated time. They didn't file a protest right after the match. Mm-hmm. They, they only told the match commissioner that they intended to file, file a protest. protest. Intending to file a... a Easy. Registering intention is not the same as actually doing it. Mm. That's one. And after they did it, you know what they did? They filed a protest without the evidence and asked FIFA to give them 72 hours, three days Are serious? to present their evidence. Three days. That is just arrogant and incompetent. If you give me three days to come, either you have the evidence or you don't. So that's one. And then to make matters worse, because they realized that the evidence they presented was weak, more than a week after, they now wrote back to FIFA to say they have new evidence. You're introducing new evidence to your late evidence. And that new evidence was that they were asking FIFA. You see, they didn't have evidence. They had a fresh allegation. And the allegation was that FIFA should investigate a Ghana Football Association uh, official. They should check his passport stamp to see if he went to Senegal in the weeks leading to the match. Can you imagine? I don't think they are serious. You're asking FIFA to come and check. You know, you say you have evidence. So where's your evidence? So all of these things put together, South Africa have just shown... uh, let me explain it's it. Massive you. incompetence it's in this whole matter. And they've, they've, they've wasted everybody's time. Like Nimli said, quoting Kranti, occupying space. They sure. occupied useless space. And at the end of the day, everybody was dragged through the mud. And that's why I agree with everything that Daniel Kranti said earlier today. That referee Maget mm-hmm. 
must sue the South Africa FA for defamation because he's sitting in his Senegal. Mm -hmm. He's handled his game. He's gone back. They've dragged his name and, all and over the place. And he's been slated to, to officiate at the World Cup. So yes, something like this exactly. would have been a, a very, very bad blight on, Thank his, you. on his career. So sue them. The Ghana Hooper Association must also sue them. There has to be reparation. Hmm. Somehow. Because South Africa said they are considering their options. Yeah. The options available to them are only, it's only one. Go to either CAS, CS, yeah, Court of Arbitration for Sport. If they are going there with the same evidence, the result would be the same. Nothing would change. And so for me, I think uh, this was the only right decision. Yeah. This was the only decision all of us were expecting. At the end of the day, South Africa have proven yet again that they have a certain attitude. And for me, it's quite disappointing because at the moment, yeah. they have a coach who is building a very interesting team. Yeah. The players are young and they have an opportunity to get even farther next time. This is a team that didn't even qualify for the AFCON. Mm -hmm. And I made this point that even for the Ghana Football Association, it was in their interest that the truth was established because if indeed something or toward happening in this match, all of us should be interested in finding the truth because we don't want people manipulating our football matches. Mm -hmm. So it is not like Ghana Football Association or Ghanaians didn't want the truth to come out. But when you, any critically, uh, critical thinking person would have seen right from the start that this matter smelled of, I, I'm not really sure, it was unpleasant. It was a compendium of speculations. Thank you, Jude. more forced thank, personalities. Thank you, Samuel. Nebulous. Nebulous insinuations. Thank you, Samuel. You see, so it was in all of our interests that the truth was established. And, and because all of us should be interested in whether or not a certain match was manipulated. Because we don't want that. We have, we have come through a certain patch and we don't want a repeat of that. We don't want to be involved in situations where people are accusing and identifying Ghana football because this matter has really dragged Ghana football's name in the mud. And Ghanaians, and, and, and this matter is important, it's close to my heart. Ghanaians were on Twitter saying that, oh, Ghana football, yes, I say a kind. And you see, this is not nice. No, no, Daniel, you want to make a and point. Yes, he's making me. No, you see. There's no swag in thinking you have sense more than the world. And then you can't put it on social media against your country when you don't have any proof just because you want to seem like the person who has sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Who. A football match has been played. Your country has won. Mm -hmm. On the other side, you can see there's a deliberate attempt from the FA to the fans to media men and they are pushing a certain agenda. And they are hammering and they are destroying the name of your country. Mm -hmm. But you know that you take your phone, then you go and put it out there because you want to show like you have sense and you are trying to play it here or play it. Look, I <laughs> don't understand this thing. Oh. See, no, look, no matter, ah, you are Ghanaian first. Oh. You are Ghanaian first. So you need to critically look at the thing. Even if, even if, and this is my point too, even if you personally feel like mm -hmm. Ghana was unfairly given an advantage, in that look, that's when the smartness of a human being comes. You don't go and put it out there on social media where people can jump on what you've said and then also hammer Use it. as evidence, literally. Use that. You don't do that. That's why I'm very disappointed in Asamoah I won't lie to you. Some of these statements, wait, five years later, then you talk about it. 
Or wait, when FIFA gives the ruling, then you say, oh, okay, fine. But me, I felt it was soft. That's okay. But in the heat of the matter, you don't go and say something like this. Because everybody, look, the morning after he granted that interview, all the newspapers and all the huge portals in South Africa were jumping on the thing. That even Asamoajan, even Asamoajan has said it. Oh, then it's true. Oh, then it's true. Then the thing was growing. Look, you don't do that. And of course, I know he didn't mean any harm. Maybe he wanted to be honest with himself. But in that moment, if what you are going to say is going to go against your country, keep quiet. All true. It's your country first. Yeah. That's look. That's the f- look. And as for Safai, if GFA doesn't sue them, I will never understand this thing. Their president is in town. If GFA <laughs> doesn't sue them, so it's not even GFA. Who. See, the president of this land, Impo, he has to sanction it. He's a lawyer himself mm-hmm. because they dragged his name inside yep. in the press conference. They said even our president had interest in the game. That if there were. Uh, 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 if we didn't qualify, we're talking about if we didn't qualify, it would it go would against him himself. So it is possible that he also no, 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 no. We must sue them and make sure that next time when you lose because you are not good enough, you don't get up and come and drag and disrespect a country like Ghana. Ah, you South Africa football, you South Africa, you can get up and are talking about Ghana. The players who were playing on the pitch that day, who can stand face to face to Thomas Partey? Who can stand face to face? With Michael Asian, Asamoah Stephen Apia, then you get up. You Afcon employee, you couldn't even make it. Why should Afcon? They gave you two opportunities. Just win and go. You couldn't win. You've come to uh, this thing. Uh, uh, World Cup qualifies to two opportunities. Win. You couldn't win. Yep. Then you turn around and say that it is. A, first you said the referee wasn't good. Now you say some people were involved. Then you say somebody went betting, to Senegal. Somebody went to Senegal. Then you say betting people. See. <laughs> me, I'll lie to you. Me, I knew this thing would be thrown out. But the prayers I was praying for some replay so that Kudus will come and Pato and we'll give them seven just for them to know that you are not a size. Oh. You are not as you cannot disrespect the name of Ghana like that. Oh. And you see, the painful mm. thing is that is the comments I was reading. I'm like, ah, we've beaten you fair and square. Yep. Ah, you've all to hold uh, 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 Dani Amate's uh, this. Day. Are you the one going to tell Daniel Amate how to react to how you held him? <laughs> ah. Surprised. And see, what I didn't understand it. If you, Derek, you knew you didn't touch Daniel Amate, after the match, why were they consoling him? If you knew you hadn't done anything wrong, why were they going? Because he knew you had, uh, he knew you had held. Uh, and we had the picture. Claire, your, uh, um, your Claire. entry, he was there. Claire. Our it photographer. Was, it was Claire. Claire. There was a picture. Cha, he caught it. Straight. Yeah. The thing, the guy's hands. Um, you yeah, you can't go and tell. Man. Look, you can't go and tell Dani Amati how to react to when he feels. It. Soft penalties have been given. Fine. Mm-hmm. Me, it was a clear penalty. And Claire. despite the cool, we should have scored them three, four. That's, that's, why, the that's why Daniel Trace annoying me. That's why Jordan is annoying. That's why Kamal is annoying. You should have given them four, five. So that when they are talking about the penalty thing, we'll say, okay, take it away. we still give you three. Then you say this one. Then we'll say, okay, take it away. we still give you two. And you South see, Africa. And the, the, the incompetence <laughs> I was talking about is worth pointing out mm-hmm. that these people, cancer, mm-hmm. before the match, you know they misread the rules. A shock. Yes, the whole, they, they, they assumed they, they assumed that they even know head the, yes or something no, they misread the rules no no yes they do. said that Ghana needed to win by three by goals three to nil at least three nil remember I asked the I asked your man after yes. the press conference mm-hmm. the coach 
Hugo Bruce, he, he, said, oh, he didn't he had, seem to have an idea about the oh, He had just finished the match. He hadn't read the rules. You are in a, you are, you are in a World Cup qualifier. You, you don't, don't know the rules. Know the rules to go. And serious. that's not the first time. Oh. You're not serious. 2012. My friend Sammy from Fon just sent me this one. 2012. The reason South Africa did not qualify for the AFCON in 2012 mm -hmm. was because they played at home against Sierra Leone. Needing to win per the rules. But they believed that they needed a draw. They and serious. they brought on defenders. Listen, no, and they brought on defenders in the light. No, in the, no, 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 in the closing stage, Peter Mosmani, yes. in the closing stages of tell the match, it, it, played it. out the draw, jubilated. Then when they read the rules and realized they hadn't qualified, they even protested against Calf. Later, we do the protest and apologize how, because how, they misread the rules. How can you be serious? Are you serious? How I can mean, you be serious? You see, this is what Kate said. You, you are coming to Ghana. Mm -hmm. You, you reached Accra. When you reached Accra, the Black Stars team was still in Jobego. Then you had the option of flying to Takradi and then taking a bus to Cape Coast to shorten. You, you say you drive. You say, okay, you drive. Cool. We gave you convoy. Win, 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 win. From Accra to Cape Coast. One hour they were there. <laughs> now, you see, go to the Bafana Bafana Twitter page. They tweeted everything new and the timestamps are there. When they left Jobeg, they mm -hmm. tweeted it. When they arrived in Accra, they tweeted it. When they left for Cape Coast, they tweeted it. When they reached Cape Coast, they tweeted it. If you calculate from Jobel to Accra, from Accra to Cape Coast, it will even reach nine hours. The people... They said they took nine hours yeah, from Accra to Cape Coast. We need to catch them again. <laughs> we need to see. That protest has been thrown out. Let me read a few messages that have been coming through. Sports Panorama proudly brought to us by Good Day and uh, Betway. Um, this one here is from Ellie Kemp from Adenta says... Uh, hi, um, guys. Can you play I'm Coming Home for the Arrival of Ralph Rangnick? <laughs> you won't cool down. Jude from Kakasun and Kanaba 1 says, Unless Arsenal sack Ateta, we will be mid-table forever. How do you feel to beat a United team that looked scared at Old Trafford? Maguire was lacing his shoes for five minutes. The players were avoiding taking the balls for throw-ins and the fans were hiding the balls when it fell into the stands. That was Burnley 2.0. Ateta needs to go. As for Black Stars, let's pray we qualify for the World Cup or else South Africa will banter us with their lives. Um, this one here uh, says, hi guys. Barry Hunter from Spintex says, I want, to, uh, I want to make a special appeal to coach. Please, Rabbi, thy reputation precedes thee. I am thy humble disciple. <laughs> I beseech thee that thou seest inside give me. Behold, next week, thy main full chicken has ah, finished. Ah. <laughs> Relax. Her nursing course, and she cometh home the week after. How oh, Charlie? Oh, Did he say full chicken? <laughs> Goodness. This is serious. Goodness gracious. This is serious. Relax. He says, Oh Rabbi, thy righteous servant looketh up unto thee, <laughs> and I am heavy laden in thy giblet. Charlie, you are out of order, my brother. What is the meaning of this? Relax. <laughs> he says, Bless me with a carton of good day and thy potions. Now she is thy disciples Christmas. Which thou needed to buy for this. So what? So thy gospel shall be spread unto generations and generations to come. Hold on, hold on. Is no more namely on the line? No more. I'm on the line. Oh, Charlie! Oh, Charlie. <laughs> no more, did, did you hear that? No, the 
Wait, I I will go back and do it for you again. Listen to this is a message. This is more, like, this is, this is more like a plea. This is specially crafted for you. It says, "Please, Rabbi, thy reputation precedes thee. I am thy humble disciple. I beseech thee that thou seest inside. Give me. <laughs> Behold, next week." Thy main food chicken has finished her nursing course and she cometh home the week after. Oh Rabbi, thy righteous servant looketh up unto thee. I am heavy laden in thy giblets. Bless me with a carton of good day and thy portions and thy portions. Now she is thy disciples Christmas, which thou needed to bite for days. So thy gospel shall be spread unto generations and generations to come. Hey, hey! Tell my disciple, as the rabbi comes to Accra, thy request is granted, and thy will shall be done. So saith the rabbi. Oh, Tale! Amen, amen, and amen again. Best, best message I've read on the show. Hey, it is in direct competition with the guy who said he worked like a horse from ancient <laughs> Egypt. What? Hey. I have heard things on the show. Atu Tamaklo of Assassin Radio is here. Atu, let me, let's move away from all the FIFA stuff. They've taken all our time. I'll take your quick thoughts on Accra Hearts of Folk, and then we'll flip topics and go to the Red Camp of Manchester United, and then I'll come, I'll come back around again. Quick thoughts on. Hearts of Folk and their journey. They've arrived. Apparently, they went through Turkey and some other places and arrived. They hold a 2-0 lead. Charlie, across the folk for your guy, guy. Cote d'Ivoire. Hey. Then they got to Oran, uh, Oran in Algeria, another Algerian place before getting to Saran. <laughs> Nathan, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, 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 I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm not, oh, How I'm, many stops? Count not, there. Count five. Count. Huh? Five. Yeah, because count, the, because Algeria is people. Take oh, your time and Accra. count. Okay, mm-hmm. I won't add Accra. They went to Abidjan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then they went to Istanbul. Uh-huh. Then they went to Oran. Uh-huh. The two other Algerians have forgotten their name. <laughs> but then uh-huh. the story is that if you are coming from Sara to Ghana, that's the route. Yeah. Three Algerian cities, Istanbul and Cote d'Ivoire, then you land in Accra. Solid. Yeah, is in the south. Yes. Solid. Now, I mean, it's done and dusted, isn't it? 2-0. This, is, this should be a match that nobody should panic about. Yes. Um, mm. I wouldn't say it's done and dusted, but I think there should be no panic. Um, in... in you see, Hearts of Oak have been here before. The last time they were in this competition, mm-hmm. when there was a lot of doubts under Herbertado, I think at the time the team was not doing very well. Um, but when they stepped out on the continent, they were different gravy. So they were struggling at home, mm-hmm. but they were playing football that was delightful and getting some amazing results. I remember before the defeats to Esperance, they had beaten A.S. Joliba away in Mali. Mm-hmm. They had gone to Senegal to beat Olympic and Gore. So they beat Joliba, I think, f- no, they beat Olympic and Gore 5-2 on aggregates, beat them 2-1 in Senegal, mm-hmm. beat them 3-1 here in Accra. They beat Joliba in Mali, and then they drew here in Accra, managed to qualify. So in terms of the Confederations Cup, Hearts know that competition well, and they do well. And I think the only team that has, if, Hart, if any team has beaten Hearts it's been African footballing royalty, and that's Esperance. <laughs> so, so, so there is that to look to look at. I think that 
they need to look at this game and believe in themselves that look Saura are no match for us and I said it at the time the draw was done not to disrespect them yes they are a very good team but if you have won the Ghana Premier League mm -hmm. if you are a respectable team on the continent Saura is not a the sort of team that you shiver at the sight of look they are a very good team but I think we've seen that Hearts of Oak also have quality if they will be able to mm -hmm. and for me I know that it will be tempting to try to not allow the scenarios that allow them or that led to the losing in that manner to with that yeah. to repeat themselves. And so there probably is going to be an element of doubt mm -hmm. um, that may force them to be a bit conservative than expansive. Mm -hmm. But look, the truth is this. This team does not know how to defend. That is not how it was built. It's, it's, it's built to attack. It's built to dominate teams, to play on the front foot, which was why for... Last season, mm -hmm. Benjamin Efutu missed two months of football before Kaliba Mankwa was signed. Yeah. They literally went through the motions without any holding midfielder, and yet they were fine. They went through the home stretch of the season without Efutu playing in holding midfield, mm -hmm. and yet he was more of a box-to-box -box midfielder, and yet they won the league because they have been built to play on the front foot, to take the initiative and take the, team, take the game to opponents rather than allow the opponents to dominate them. And I think that they do not need to deviate from norm. They need to stay true to self. Mm -hmm. Admittedly, they need to protect that advantage. And a part of that requires that they are able to manage the situations where the opponent has the ball better. Because look, there's a, there's a knockout game. It will not be won mm -hmm. or determined by larger spells or dominant spells of possession. These are determined by moments mm -hmm. where the opponent is able to click into motion and if you switch off they can punish you and for me and if you look through the hearts of oak team almost every single even Emmanuel Nete, who's the holding midfielder in this team yeah. because Usha was not registered for the confidence even him is more attacking oriented than defensive True. and so if you go through the midfield options that they've got what Salifu Ibrahim and Sabotre Nete, Salim Adams and all of that they when they get the ball, their first instinct is to hold on to the ball, is to attack mm -hmm. than to be conservative. And I think they can draw a lot of inspiration from the performance that they put in last weekend because that, without being defensive, they looked very compact and very solid. It was for one simple reason. They kept the ball better. Mm -hmm. They kept the ball better. They pushed further up the pitch. And in terms of the distance or the spacing between the players, they were closer. And so you could realize that even when they lost the ball, they had numbers in relevant areas to ensure that if they decided to press, they'll be able to get the ball back. Or even if they decided to step off, the opponents will be forced to make the next safe pass because they knew that everyone on the pitch had to work were very well organized. And for me, that's what they have to do. There is, a, I wouldn't say Boyd's job on the line, but there is a feeling, there is a feeling that he's getting to the point where he's run out of currency. And so for himself and for the team, hmm. they need to approach this game with a mentality that they cannot afford to draw points or to, to be eliminated. Luckily for them, they've done the job in the first leg. And so even if they lose, they can still qualify hmm. if they get the right scholar. And I don't, I don't have a doubt in my mind that they, they have the quality to go out there and then get a job done. Hmm. Um, Nathan, yes. Yeah, you know, I, I, and I, I agree with Atu about um, House of Oak playing this front foot football, which works. But there were a few moments from last weekend's game that worried me. Yeah. Whenever Sarah attacked from a, especially a dead ball situation, Hart Silvok defense does not look too good. Mm. 
they were very unsure and the defending was such that there was so much space yeah. in their blind areas i.e if they were facing one side or if they were facing the set piece there was so much space behind the lines and once the ball kept falling there you 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 got a little worried so i think that tamawedo will have to I, i'm sure he has watched the tape so many times yeah. um and i hope he recognizes it because those things could be problems if your defense is losing players on the blind side that means that people are popping up in the other area yeah. to get the ball back into the box and anything can happen especially when like Atu has stated in such games you need moments if you are asleep for too long and bang bang they score twice that's it your leader has such tendencies he's you know. defending of his rear side is yeah, you know, and Hearts of Oak will have a lot to do on that score. So, it's a lot of work. I think the lessons of losing to Widad need to be there. They need to remind themselves of that. But of course, those lessons can be scary, and but they don't have to be worried. I think they have what it takes to try and navigate mm. this game. But they need to take it in chunks. 15 minutes, another 15 minutes. If you get a half time and it's goalless, okay, one half gone. Let's see how you navigate the second 45 minutes. And it will, it will come to a lot of calmness, resilience, discipline, and just staying in the moment and staying locked. And if they can do that, of course, they, they will have a ticket to, to the group stage. Well, just, just a quick bit of advice for me. I mean, from watching that with that second leg, uh, especially, yeah. Accra Hearts folk need to be better at defending set pieces. Look, they were in the six goals that were scored in that game, at least four of them were from dead ball situations. Either a free kick, a corner, a cross of some sort that they couldn't deal with. That they couldn't defend. Exactly. And you see, at the heart of all of that was because they could not keep the ball. So you realize that the sequence that leads to those free kicks where Hearts have given away possession in the very first phase of their build-up. And so when they lose the ball, they sense danger. And mm -hmm. in, a, in a rush to avert that danger, mm -hmm. they, they create a foul. And then they go punish for it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm saying that look, for them, if they can keep the ball, Saura can't touch them. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll take a quick break here on Sports Panorama. Benjamin Nketia here. You heard Achut Tamaklo, Nathan Kwao, Daniel Kranti, Fento Tahiru, Coach Christopher Nimli, all the way from Kumase. And you out there joining us via text and WhatsApp and Telegram. Well, what I can tell you is that we'll take a quick break here. When we come back, we will enter the red half of Manchester because Sergio Rangnick has arrived. Welcome back, Sports Panorama. Benjamin Inketia here. Show proudly brought to us by Betway and Good Day Energy Drink. Let's get to Manchester. Yes, because we have been waiting for Ralph Rangnick. Finally held his presser today. Charlie Rangnick says that he spent time in England as a young man and it shaped his coaching. As an English teacher in Brighton. Charlie, hard guy. <laughs> Charlie, Germans are somewhere. 
there's I, I don't think there's any German modern manager who can't speak English. No, no, no. It's, it's something it's something most of them pick up as you go through school. So as you get educated, you go through you learn English. Amazing stuff. Most Amazing Dutch stuff. people do. Mm. Most Northern Europeans mm. know how to speak English. Let me throw this out there to the listeners, especially to Manchester United fans. What do you expect Rangnick to achieve in his time as interim boss? Remember he is manager from now to the end of the season and then he gets a two-year contract as a club consultant. So that's what's going on as far as Rangnick is concerned. Let me start off with Daniel on this note. Daniel, Rangnick is in work permit drop. They say he will be in the dugout for the game against Crystal Palace this weekend. What are we expecting from Senor Rangnick? What must he change immediately? Let's face reality. Yeah. We are not going to see some <laughs> drastic changes. On, yeah. On you mean United <laughs> won't make top four? No, it's not about United not making top four. Ah, okay, okay. But okay. he's going to have one training session between today and um, Sunday. Sunday. Mm. Not a lot will change. Of course, we'll see some structural changes, but it will not be... It's not going to be grand. A manager like this obviously needs a proper pre-season in order to have a very successful season. Yeah. But he said it himself in the press conference today. He's hoping to bring balance into this team. He spoke about United's poor goals. defense this season. Mm -hmm. And he even spoke about last night's game against Arsenal. He said it wasn't a game that if he was managing, he would be happy about. Mm. The fact that it was end-to-end, -end, anybody can score. Yeah. And it reminds me of Tuko when he came first. He said something very similar in that in his first press conference. Yeah. Then in his first game, he kept a clean sheet. Of course, mm -hmm. he failed to score mm -hmm. against Wolves. And then we've seen that defensive stability come to Chelsea since he came. So, I was happy with what Ragnick said. Because, look, going forward, Man United can score. They have more than enough talent who can score. That's it, I've never had scoring issues. At all. Mm. We'll score. Even if we are struggling to score, you just... Ting, 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 ting. Daddy, do the work. Daddy will do the work for you. Like yesterday, <laughs> even after Arsenal scored that cheap goal, we still scored them. Daddy scored them. 800 and 801. Oh, Charlie. Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. In the, in, it happened in the week where they stole the Ballon d'Or for the small goods. Oh, Charlie. It happened in the same week. Oh, they, when he coughs, they will give it to him. Oh, when Charlie. He sneezes, give, they should keep giving it to him. We'll mm. keep scoring 800, 900. Mm. Finish football. And the people grow up. And they ask them who had more goals. Oh, the currency of football. Oh, Charlie. Yeah, more 800. Where are you? <laughs> 800 and 1. 800 and 1. Let's remove one. Let's remove one. Don't do this. Go ahead. Uh -huh, we'll go ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, um, last night's game, of course, he spoke about last night's game, the fact that he wasn't too happy about it. And, and that is a good sign. He's realized that this team needs to fix that defense. Uh, Mole Gunasosha thought fixing the defense was uh, by buying star defenders. He bought Varane, nothing changed. He bought Wan-Bissaka, nothing changed. Mm. Um, he brought Maguire, nothing changed. And he plays seven defensive players on the pitch. Nothing changed. Um, so Ragnik has identified that it's about the structure. It's about mm. the, the the organization in the defense. And he's he said he's he, that's where he wants to. But he to ha fix. he has Inzma Maldini. He doesn't have any problem. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, Charlie, why are you asking this question? Oh, Charlie, why are you asking? You don't know Inzma Maldini. Oh, Charlie, ah, Charlie, Charlie. 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 <laughs> when he's at the back, everything is you know. You know <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I defending there, no lie. We call it Mitchell. <laughs> I catch you, I caught you. <laughs> See, but it, look, United have serious problems. Mm. Um, but the good thing is that 
um, he's he's been very honest. And for those of you who haven't listened to the press conference, you need to listen to. It. He was very honest in it. It's not about going. United are not going to win the league. Yeah. They are too far away from um, from the, the the top three as it stands. Um, but there are trophies that can be won, mm. and those trophies are there. Name them for me, please. FA Cup can be won. Okay. The Champions League can be won. Oh, they have the main currency of the Champions oh, League. You mean, you mean Mr. Champions League is home? Even with Ole, he's gone. I say, hello, daddy. Say, yes. Say, do the work for me. Say, no more. Christian, oh, Charlie. Let me go. Hold on, hold on. Let me go to coach on the phone lines. He's not spoken for a bit. No more. Oh, Charlie. Numo Rangnick has arrived at Old Trafford. Oh, Numo. Chale. Oh, Chale, Numo. Oh, Chale. In the words of Jorgen Klopp. The arrival of this man creates big problems for club, for Totualote, for Pep Guardiola. You can name all of them. They are aware. They are aware of the man. He tutored club and Totualote. The life of Nagelsmann and co. all passed through his hands. I've heard people saying, you can teach your student and he will be better than you. He's only a smart teacher who will teach his... No, it is only a teacher who is not smart who will make his student better than him. I'm telling you honestly. Because if you are a teacher, there are things you reserve to make sure when you meet your student, he will always recognize you as the boss. So when the godfather walks in to town. What do you expect the students to do? They are supposed to stand <laughs> on their feet and acknowledge the presence of the Godfather. And I said, Papa, this is the man. When he speaks, he speaks wisdom. He speaks tactical genuity. He speaks tactical brain. He is the Godfather of German football. He mm. brings stability hey. to the ship. That is to women on the seashore. Hey, Chale. That every player within that United setup starts with a clean sheet. And the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo fully get better and better and better. I expect Cristiano Ronaldo goes tally to 850 by the end of this season. Oh, yes. Ralph Rangnick is in town. Look, he said he couldn't have rejected this one. Mr. Nketiah, who did he reject? Chelsea. <laughs> who did he reject? Chelsea. Oh, oh it was Chelsea. It was Chelsea. When they called him, call he said, hey, leave me alone. <laughs> when they caught him, he told them that, look, per your stature and my level, the difference is clear. It's clear. I have a small son who I have tutored, who I have taught. Let me call Toto Alote. By his standard, this is the thing he should be coaching. So he gave pity to them. He gave pity his students. Now, when United came calling, like he rightly said, there was no day. He's always been dreaming. 
no day. This one. No day. No oh day. One at Woodward picked up the phone and called. Is that Woodward of United? Yes, Reinick, we need you to come and do the job. I've accepted the job. Bring the ten. <laughs> I, I will bring stability to this thing. Look, Nketia, if you listen to this man speak today, I'm sure you have listened to him. Since the exit of Sir Alex Ferguson, players, managers, signings combined, this is the best signing to have happened to United in eight and a half years, approximately nine years. Reinick will show the world what a good tactical brain he is. It is not for nothing that he's been given the name the godfather of the Jaden Price football of he I'm telling you honestly, like granting because he's going to have only one proper what session with the team. And that to me is tomorrow. One of played yesterday, he trained the team today. Those who played yesterday didn't take active part in today's training because they need to recover. Oh, Charlie. Tomorrow's training will be a small shake-up. And like he said, a small shake-up. Shake-up. Oh, small shake-up. Shake and he's going to work with their brain. He said, I'm going to get the message across to their brain that this is the philosophy, this is the identity. And with time, they will get better. Crystal Palace and Aguera, they are doing well, but they will come to Old Trafford on Sunday in the atmosphere, goodness me, the vibe. The, look, the, have you, have you the, seen the, something we haven't seen already? Oh, no more. The, when ask Jorgen Klopp, when Jorgen Klopp made the statement, it is not good news for all of us that this man is, is, is coming. He has worked with the man directly. The man taught him. The man shut him down and taught him. He said, look, my boy, Jogging Club, and I play the same high metal rock and roll football. We play with tempo, with intensity. And I can assure you, look, people say Cristiano Ronaldo does not press. And Reinick, he doesn't need to press because there will be other nine players, who, 10 players, including David De Gea. They will all press the ball high up the pitch. And Cristiano Ronaldo will just be there slapping the balls into the net of the opponent with ease. In fact, cheeky, cheeky ease. Cheeky ease. Slapping the balls into the Slapping net. The balls. The balls. The opponent. Balls into the net of the opponent. With chicky <laughs> Let me tell the people, everybody listening to Sports Panorama. Tell them. To the United fans. Tell them. This is the time to be happy. Of because this, there will be proper coach. That we have cried that Ole was not coaching the team well. Reinick said today, we will minimize the wrong. We will take the ball away from our post. Thank you. And we'll keep Somebody it closer has to, to the post of the opening. Let's mainly talk about Randick, please. I will <laughs> coach my team in order for them to control, control. the game. Look at Jordan Club. How does Liverpool play? They control game. Control. Total Total they control the game. And once the Godfather has arrived, oh, even his students, his subordinates, for his tutors, people he taught, held their hands, gave them their first coaching opportunity. Sure. They know how to control What about the Godfather himself? It should be clear. <laughs> Thank you very much, Lumo. Oh, Charlie. Lumo, I'm telling you. Oh, Patrick Vieira. Look, Vieira will test his first dose of proper doses when it comes to 
beating a team good. At Boom! You're going to beat them good on Sunday, Boom. and everybody should watch scorecard. I have a new moon. Oh, Charlie! <laughs> for Reinick. And I'm going to demonstrate that move on scorecard on Sunday. Oh, so, Charlie! I have missed this program today, but at least I've been part of the show. Thank I you very much, Numo. Guys, now because I have to attend to some duty. Oh, Tale. <laughs> wow. Tale, if Rangnick no say this with the hype he gets, eh? Hey! Nah, I can't believe what I just heard. Goodness, Nathan. Let's, let's close the show and go. Don't call me too much. <laughs> no, 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 no. The only rabbi. I'm, I'm speechless. Charlie, you won't be speechless. The only rabbi. I was like, but what more do you want? No. They say Old Trafford has become the lion's den. I want everybody here to remember this, <laughs> listeners. You are my receipt. Remember this. They say Old Trafford has become the lion's den. It was a hen cook. <laughs> He has even yet to supervise one match. Man United. Teams show up. You see him. Look, let's give me a few minutes. The only in people in Ghana. Good evening. (laughs) Good evening. Only in people. I'm greeting again. Good evening. Hey. Tell away your petty pal. No, I beg you. I beg you. He deserves. I I beg you. Nathan deserves ten minutes to address some people. When I told you people. That this guy would not take the team anywhere. What didn't I hear? Should I read some of the insults? Or? You wait. <laughs> okay. see, of all the insults, the ones that till, till today, when I think about, they hurt me. People's husbands taking screen. People were screaming. How do I even say it? People were insulting me in their WhatsApp. I'm coming in their WhatsApp groups. Eh? People that I thought, oh. People's husbands, oh, people's husbands with children were sending texts. Who is that guy? Who does he think he is? Ooh, Some girl be sent me a message her boyfriend sent to her. You are friends with Nathan Kwan. Warn him. Warn him. Pa. Warn him. Because of Oli. Someone. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> Banana. When we said it, you didn't listen. Mm. But you see, time, eh? Time. Time. T I M E. You remember what I said in my article? Time is either shames or vindicates. As an Ebewana, we have all seen. Also, Mr. Rangnick, he has come and he went. People listen to the press conference and I saw the comments on Twitter. Oh, wow. This guy actually sounds like he knows what he's about. And I said, ah, so the last three years, what were you people listening to? <laughs> Did you know that the DNA, previous manager DNA, didn't know what DNA, he was about? DNA, 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 DNA. There is a thread. There is a thread I have saved. Yeah? There's a thread. The set of Ole's fraud moves all on my Twitter. Tonight, I'm reading it. <laughs> there are like eight pages. <laughs> but anyway. Tell me about <laughs> Ragnick later. Anyway, look. Um, I always say that I'm surprised United keep doing this to themselves. They are always 10 steps late. United could have saved themselves. They could have saved themselves this problem many years ago. Mm-hmm. Not by appointing necessarily Rangnick, but somebody who knew what he wanted to do with the team. And I'm happy hearing some of the things. I, don't, I didn't want to hear any wild things today. Hmm. All I wanted to hear was a manager who had identified That's problems. It. That's all. Mm-hmm. Look, Man United, I, and, I, and I was telling the guys earlier this week, 
personally, if you ask me, I think Man United as a football club are many years behind Liverpool and Man City and Chelsea. Many years. In terms of structure... Like, like how many years? Oh, let's yeah, say about yes. 10. Hey! Oh, Charlie, why are you doing I'm this? serious. It's tough, it's about tough. structure, style of play, identity, seriousness. Direction. Direction. Even culture. Even culture. Even culture. No, even DNA. Oh, but the DNA, isn't that part of the you culture? See, DNA. Ben, every day I DNA. say something. I always say that. Eh? Man United, eh? many years to come, they'll be studied at Harvard. Mm? They'll teach business admin students or mm. business management students at Harvard. How not to run a football club? I mean, Man United will be the example. The case study. Will be the case study because it is one wrong decision after the other. Bottom line, like I said, all I wanted to hear from Rangnick were... I have seen this problem and the only problem that is glaring is that this team was badly coached and to the extent that they would concede all kinds of crazy goals mm. so i'm happy he has if he can solve that problem united are fine mm. if he can have structure to the team teach them how to defend teach them what to do when they have the ball i'm fine with it and if it requires relegating some characters to the bench he should do it Marcus Rashford. because he has a job and he has a salary to earn so he should not come and come and follow what other managers do where they can't drop players because I don't know if they are friends with the players or they are afraid of the players. You yeah, can't you can tell pa that Mene he survives 90 minutes. Jaden Sancho sacrifices. He works hard at Stanford, but he scores the goal. When the sub board goes up, Sancho, come and sit down. Rashford, stay on. Because you have an MB. So you, you have to play. <laughs> you know, it's like onion. Rashford in hair. Like onion in If you do your hair like that, you will fall so. That's true. Don't but but if you color in hair blue, then you know, say, oh, two assistants. <laughs> so I'm just happy hearing what Mr. Rangnick has got to say. Mm -hmm. Sunday, he works. Am I expecting miracles from him? Not necessarily. If he can get the team to win a cup, that's fine. Mm. Because I think where United are right now, they cannot win the league. So if they can win an FA Cup, which is what? A series of elimination games. Yeah. And I think it shouldn't be too difficult for United to get to the final of an FA Cup. Champions I think they can. Champions League. Champions League. But I think that the quality there is high. But don't worry, you can navigate. It's, it's only 13 matches you it's play. Possible. Only 13 matches. It is possible. If you can navigate, you are fine. Champions. So for me, I, like, like I always say, it's just wait and see. But at least for once yeah. in years, United have a manager who knows his work. Who knows what he's coming to do? Who will not come and tell us, this club is a great club. I love this club. I played for this club. And I'm happy with this club. And I'm happy with DNA. And we played a good game. We lost the first half, but won the second half. So it wasn't that bad. We don't want that kind of manager. We, we don't want any of those. It is my dream job. And this hurts me. We lost 5-0 to Liverpool. It breaks my heart. It's the darkest day of my career. So, so, so Next weekend, you are getting schooled by Man City. Then he said, sorry, I'm smiling. Ah, then you go out and say, sorry, I'm smiling. This guy. Hey. Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> he he, he realized the power of that smile was I just need two minutes. Mm -hmm. I beg you. Man United ahead. are not serious. Hey. You see, they're not a serious football club. Oh. What is this decision? What have they done? Hmm. You have appointed a 63-year-old man hmm. to come and coach the club for three months or four months till the end of the season or six months or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then after that, what's the future like? Consultant. What is that? <laughs> what is that? Consultant. If you're a football club, who is worth its salt? And you know 
that you believe in this man, that you know that he's capable of transforming this club, like Nimli is saying, why don't you make him technical director? Substantive. Is he a coach? What's the reason why? Let me give you What's the reason? The reason. It's don't justify oh, no, no, nonsense. No, 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 no. Go on. <laughs> That's what <laughs> That's a reason. What's the reason? You see, you know United, they are an emotional club. They are afraid of... Come on, come on, come on. So, they've put Darren Fletcher there. You see, because... Yeah, they, are. they need to have an Englishman in the equation. That is absolute bollocks. It is, because... <laughs> do you know what they are trying to tell us? My United are trying... I'm coming. My United are trying to tell us that when they call a meeting of sporting directors, mm-hmm. eh, Monchi... <laughs> eh, Monchi... I mean, like, Monchi is sitting in the same room as Darren Fletcher. Or oh, Eminalu somewhere. Or Montio Emenalo or Paradigi. Darren Fletcher doesn't have a seat. Yes, I, I yes, want you to have yeah, a final me, No, no, I just needed two minutes to address this matter. Man United are not a serious football club. Any football club that no, has a sense of direction mm-hmm. will take a very substantive decision that will bother well for the future of this club. As it stands now, the decision they have made is a poor one. United <laughs> should be appointed. United have needed a sporting director for a very long time. Ah, the consultancy was good. What did he do? Well, exactly. What is that? No, what is a consultant? No, he's, because he's this man, as a consultant, he's, he can't be held responsible for anything that happens at the club. He's doing the technical he's, director's job. Job. Yes, but he's just no. What is that? What is that? Is he your team? What, what is that? Ah. Let me finish. Who? A consultant. What is the responsibility? What is the responsibility of a consultant compared to a sporting director? This man cannot be held liable for any decision that the club makes. After all, he's just a consultant. In quotes, is what he would refer to himself as. Mm-hmm. So you put Darren Fletcher there. You looked at the sixty-three-year-old man, the father of Jinjin Pressing Peck, Christopher Nimli, the professor of coaching, and you think that he's not. Fit enough to be sporting director. Instead, let us put him on the consultancy role so that every time Darren Fletcher messes up, then we go to him and say, Mr. Mr. Consultant, what do you think of this Darren Fletcher decision? Are you serious? They will not even wait for Darren Fletcher to mess up. You see, and that's the problem. Because Man United have very serious, uh, very serious deep lying issues. And Nathan mentioned one of them. That if this club knew what it was about, the decision... To keep Ole Gunnar Solskjaer there for a very long time mm-hmm. was a poor one. They should have sacked him a very long time now ago. Right now, right now, all the serious clubs, everybody is hiring managers to win. Man United should not be hiring a manager to come and stabilize the, the, the ship so for somebody else to come and take over. Who is that person that's coming to take over after Rangnick? But you know he As he stands now, you haven't even identified him. Who told you? I know that for, for, for a fact. What if United you? are a serious club, they should be able to poach whichever manager they want. Oh, please. The guy who is coming Listen. will not leave his club midway uh, through the that, season. What does that tell you about the club Man United? He no longer has the same Oh, my God. Randick, he rejected uh, you. Uh, you know. You see? <laughs> Randick, he rejected you. <laughs> so, you no, tell no, us no, 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 no. Daniel, Daniel and Fred, let's listen Ragnick, to him. Randick, Randick. The guy rejected uh, hold you. On, so hold on, hold on. No, serious. Yeah, no. Because he knows the pressure situation at Chelsea. Masa, he can't come and mess up. Ranick comes to Chelsea. Oh. He gets sacked after three matches if he doesn't win. Ranick will be giving time at Old Trafford because they say he's stabilizing the ship. Time, what you need time. to do, don't steady the ship. United is not a club for you to come and steady the ship. Come and start winning. That's the DNA. You talk about all this nonsense of putting the club on a good footing for a manager to come and take it and take them to the next level. You are man United. Start to win. The DNA of United is to win. It's not stabilizing you have players that you stand for 18 million pounds you have the world best player uh, 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 five times he's won Ballon d'Or 
you have some hard money to get Sancho cost. If you want you to stabilize the ship, buy a UPS. Thank you. Thank you. You, you, have, you have all this players. You Thank are telling story. me that Thank you want to come and stabilize it. Appoint your substantive manager now. If the man is a sporting director, who made that rule? No, you see, if he's a sporting director, let him be the sporting director. United, look at United squad. Let me be honest with you. Which of these man United players as it stands now? How many of them? And there are some of them, but how many of them will be able to start at Man City or start at Liverpool? Or are start you, at Chelsea. No, kidding? there are some of them. But if you reverse, no, if you reverse, yeah. no, if, you, even if you reverse the equation, me? if you reverse the equation, how many Liverpool players will start at Man United? They probably bench all of them by one. That is the problem. Okay, so who, you who need to invest in your squad. You don't have hold on. You don't. You have a left back. You have a left back. Go ahead. You have a left back. You have a left back who has spent eight years at the club has only had six decent months. You have an 80 million refrigerator as your captain, <laughs> and, and you call him a defender. He's never been decent. This guy's been relegated what three times or whatever in his career. You have a hold on. You have you have a right back who can cross even if Moses parted the rest. See, so you have hold on. Let me finish. Isn't that why they brought in a manager? Good. No, you're talking a manager. You're talking about a lot of things that really don't make sense. You're talking about a lot of things that really don't make sense. Let me finish. You see, you brought in a manager. This is the problem. If things are not going well, they can have a substantive manager. This thing can be fixed by a manager in four months or five months. That's the point. Presenting your limited understanding of United's thinking to be the ideal situation. United don't have the thinking. It's the problem. No, no. That's your point. That's your point. Let me go to Atitama Club. Let me go. Rang next in the heat. Do you know the funny thing? What's that? Last year, these people wanted running as interim manager. Oh, they were not thinking. Oh, 2009, they went to Hagu sitting as interim manager. They were not thinking. Was it in 2012? They hired Dumatel as interim manager. They were not thinking. It's okay, it's okay. Atutama Klo will take the final thoughts. He, he gets the final call so on this one. Interim manager, Friends, you are not thinking. No, no, it's not the interim manager. Oh. Well, I said, these two young men, these two young men, let Atu finish. I'm saying that, don't realize it. I didn't say because they hired a, an interim manager, they are not thinking. I'm just saying that the whole Rangney situation, mm -hmm. <laughs> they really believed in this man you mm. should just have given him the job just give him the job thank you okay. that's thank my point so what this whole thing i don't understand so interim consult consultant ah, interim manager then after that he's converted into consultant what is that that's <laughs> <laughs> my whole point though at friends you get the final say at best friends has been mischievous at worst he is projecting and presenting his limited understanding of limited united's thinking to be the ideal situation limited. who made this rule that teams cannot look at their situation and hire someone for an interim this thing that he's talking about united's da is winning and, and all of that if they go for any manager and ask him to win the league or mm -hmm. win next you'll be building on a quicksand two years after that you will back you'll be back to the point where you need to fix the club look united are unable to do what City, Chelsea, and the big clubs will do because they, like Nathan said, are 10 15 years ahead. City are where they are now because, yes, City are where they are now because they essentially imported a new football structure from Spain. Mm -hmm. 
Real Madrid have what works for them. Mm -hmm. Barcelona imported something that works in Holland. Mm -hmm. yeah, brought not only the ideas, but brought personnel from Holland to come and implement that. Today, it is their DNA. Look, Man United do realize that they do not have a football culture mm -hmm. or what they have does not work. It's not competitive. It's not sustainable. In terms of the ethos of the team, what they have now cannot even be described. And so they've brought in someone who, beyond being a coach, mm -hmm. is good enough to build a football club for you. And if we're talking about, in recent times, the most sophisticated and perhaps the most successful football projects, it has to be RB Leipzig. Sure. He was the man who built that. United don't need him to deliver a trophy now. They need him to take the th team through a period of detoxification. Oh, Charlie. Take away all of the bad habits. Drinking lemon yes. water. <laughs> Take away all of the bad habits of the club. From administrative, scouting, no, the detox, all of that. They're on a diet. Look, do all of that before they get to the point where you can say that, okay, if they so want to let Rangnick go, then it goes. But look, where Man United are now, it is a club that I would say is will be unattractive to yeah. even the best coaches in the world. Because look, what those coaches will look out for mm -hmm. is not just what they are coming to do. They want to see a plan that they can fit in. Mm. Mm. That is why nobody would want to walk into that club and then wait for their... Which, which of the top coaches in the world today would want to be taking orders for, from Darren Fletcher in, terms, Fletcher in terms of the final say on which player gets signed? So, in Fletcher puts Rangnick in charge. You see, that's why I like the German manager. All of them, they don't take instructions for technic from technical directors. It's okay. So, you have brought in Rangnick, a German manager, who is the brain behind all of them. So, and you have put Fletcher there. Find systems methodology that works for them. Hmm. Man United in this moment hmm. is to first detox, get someone to set the base, to get rid of all of the things that they don't want now, and give them a semblance of what a proper football club should be. After that six months, they say the man will stay on. I mean, even a baby can read between the lines and tell that, you, you know what, Fletcher is not going to be the boss of this man. I'm shook. If, if you look at the man's body of work, the bench, if you look at what Rangnick has built over the years, it is a no-brainer that he's going to be the boss. <laughs> However, he needs to take them through that. And he did mention it yesterday that he thinks that there is that possibility of, just like he did at Leipzig, yeah. after he did his job mm -hmm. setting the club in motion, he... He said them in motion. They haven't won anything. He recommended. So what kind of motion is that? He recommended. Just that going back and forth. They him it's for like a, it's like like quicksand. Otherwise, they'll bring in he someone to build that club. Here's the question. Here's My, can you detox if you are constantly eating congonte and you can't detox with congonte and no gross soup why you detox with that you are if, you, if you are detoxing you have to be detoxing with salad and those things. but you can't detox while eating bangu and no gross soup please 20 seconds finish your point so for me look i think that united are trusting that he will be able to set them on that path mm -hmm and move them from where they've been. I think in that appointment, there is also an admission that beyond the football aspects that we see on the pitch, the entire structure itself has to be rebuilt. Because you cannot, in the past, we heard stories of 
different United scouts all going to see the same player. You want to detox. And you wonder who gives them those instructions and all of that. And so for me, I, I would want to see for you, for you what you from now the end of the season. And then they make the determination of what kind of football club they want to be and which managers even Simple. they want to attract. Because look, if you said you wanted to hire to your point, Wang Ne your point, or any manager, on what basis are you going to do that? That's all for now. Yeah, again. You see, if you are detoxing, please, when you are on please, a diet and you are detox, hold on, please, let me finish at you. you if you are on a diet and you are please, detoxing, and you are detoxing, you are, no, you are on a diet, you are detoxing. But the material you have, no, the food you have on the table is banku, konkonte, and okro soup. When you don't have, you should be detoxing, you should be detoxing with salad, those, lemon water. Thank you, you know, lemon water, salad. You know, so the material should be exquisite. Al almond but now, milk and but now, some, I have a serious problem. As for us now, they are always on the run. <laughs> <laughs> until until they meet big team you, you took five from man city it's in your pocket selfish people you went to take two from chelsea selfish people you swallowed four from uh, 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 liverpool selfish people you also came to take three from man united self for you you want to hit all the goals coach Nimley says that mike Phelan and fletcher and co now they are cone arrangers they will be arranging cones for um, your, your man Rangnick to take over training. So that's what's going on at Manchester United. Thank you very much to Daniel Kranti, Fetu Tayunit, and Kwa Achu Tamaklo, and Coach Christopher Nimmel. When people are hiring Rangnick, Klopp, Pep, Tukel, Conte, then you have Ateta. They want win. That's it from us here on the show. My name is Benjamin Nikiti. Your show probably brought to us by Betway, a good day energy drink. The Premier League comes up tomorrow. I have radio commentary here. I'll leave you with a Premier League preview show. Game week 15. Thank you very much for your text messages. Thank you for doing the listening. Enjoy the Premier League preview show. Rah.